At a holy shrine in Damascus, an imam chants prayers as boys wave flags to celebrate a Shia Muslim holiday. Syria's civil war has become so intense that Abu Hamdi, an official at the shrine, won't use his full name. He fears kidnapping or assassination by rebel fighters. Yes, he is afraid from the terrorist attack. And Hamdi has good reason to fear the rebels, who control several Damascus suburbs. In the background, we suddenly hear loud explosions. The boom, boom, boom we just heard. Yes. What, what was that? Yes, he said that it's uh, artillery sound from the army, uh, you know, hitting the uh, rebel uh, areas. The Syrian uprising began in early 2011 as a popular revolt against the dictatorship of Bashar al-Assad. But as the battle lines harden, Sunni Muslims tend to support the rebels, Shia Muslims, Christians, and other minorities lean towards the government. Hamdi says rebels only use religion as an excuse to seize power. He calls them takfiris, or impure Muslims. The takfiri attacks the shrines or Alawi and Shia for religious or sectarian reason. No, that's not correct. It's political reason, and they cover it with religion things. They exploit the emotion of people and the ignorance, religious ignorance between people. Analysts say economic issues underlie what appears to be religious discord. In the early 2000s, Syria adopted neoliberal policies advocated by the International Monetary Fund and other banking institutions. Dr. Bassam Barakat, a political consultant in Damascus, says the result was factory shutdowns, farmers going bankrupt, and high unemployment among Sunni youth. Here, the Syrian regime made a big mistake. The ruler areas were very poor, and the government did not pay attention to these areas. When we had an army of unemployed people, of young people, very young people, then a new new groups started to emerge on the ground. Barakat argues that extremist rebels took advantage of the discontent. The unemployed Sunni youth later joined the rebellion against the government. We have seen uh, charitable organizations. Those organizations took the place of the government in feeding the people and providing them with essential services. This is the point. They were headed by religious men who have nothing to do with Islam. The Syrian government also plays the sectarian card. It rallies Christians, Alawites, and Shia by linking Sunnis with terrorism. For many years before the uprising, the Syrian government gained favor with Shia by encouraging religious tourism to the Sayyida Zainab shrine just outside Damascus. During a 2007 trip to the shrine, I saw its beautiful gold-domed mosque and the tomb of Zainab. She was the granddaughter of Prophet Muhammad and daughter of Imam Ali, a sacred figure in Shia Islam. But now almost no one visits the shrine because rebel mortars and rockets often close the access road. 
The Lebanese Shia militia Hezbollah stands guard at the shrine, angering Syrians who see Iran and Hezbollah playing a repressive role. Fadi Burhan, a religious leader at Sayyidah Zainab, says Hezbollah is just paying back Syria for its previous help with fighting Israel. Syria stood by Hezbollah. In, 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 in 2006 and, uh, uh, and, on, and on different occasions. That's why Hezbollah now is standing by, by Syria. Plenty number of takfirists are fighting in Syria. So what is the problem by soliciting the aid of Hezbollah to fight alongside the Syrian? Syrians do not really consider there is a big difference between Syria and Lebanon. They consider that Lebanon is a village of Syria. Back at the Rukaya shrine, men and boys continue their prayers. Abu Hamdi still fears an attack, but he says, at least for the moment, this holy site has not come under rebel fire. They are out of target. They're out of range. Out of range, yes. Ah, I see. They're, they're not close enough. To, they are cl- but if not they could close. get close enough, they yes, would. Yes, if they get, if they could, they would do it. Neither Sunni nor Shia see the war ending anytime soon. For DW, I'm Reese Ehrlich in Damascus. This report was made possible by a grant from the Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting. <laughs> Oh, yeah.